to the Living With Long Covid podcast. My name is Julie and I'm a registered nurse in the UK. I went from frontline worker to Covid patient in May 2020 and subsequently I'm now living with Long Covid. I decided to create this podcast to share my personal lived experience of living with Long Covid, the impact this has on your personal and professional life. Disclaimer, This podcast is not a medical podcast. I am not giving medical or professional advice. Please seek any medical support you need from your medical professional. I intend to use this platform to explore, discuss and learn together more about long COVID and how long haulers can live well with long COVID and I hope you continue to join me. So today's podcast... um, probably quite an emotive subject but um it's called how do you say goodbye okay so today i wanted to talk about one of my darkest days um and how this will stay with me for the whole of my life i want to share with you um to create some understanding of how having long covid leaves not only physical symptoms but emotional scars too That said, I also would like to know how this experience has helped me to reframe my mindset in many ways. Um, Okay, so this part of my journey was in the early days of contracting COVID. So before I even knew long COVID was a thing, really. Um, I was at home, isolating in my room um, to protect my family from contracting COVID. I know at this point I was very, very unwell um, and I had refused the doctor's request to admit me to the hospital. And I know some people might say that that was the wrong thing to do, refusing to go and be admitted. Um, However, I believe in personal choice and I don't know why, but I had a really strong feeling that if I was admitted to hospital, I would be intubated and that I would die. And that was my thought at that particular time. And obviously that filled me with with fear. And, you know, I probably wasn't thinking overly rationally at that point because, you know, really high temperature, um, you know, um, severe chest pain, not being able to breathe, saturation levels in the boots and what have you. But... I'm still unsure why I had this really strong feeling that that if I did go into hospital, I would never come out again. But I remain certain for me that at that time I made the right decision. And on reflection, I do feel it was not necessarily a fair decision to make, especially for my husband, um, but also my boys too. Um, Okay, so... I chose to stay in my room. Um, It was a dark and scary time, uh, some of which I'm sure is distorted and chunks of time are seemingly erased from my my memories in those initial weeks and months, to be quite honest. I do have a very vivid memory of what uh, one of the darkest days I've experienced of my life was. uh, you know, and as as I've said, it's something that I I I don't feel like I will I will ever forget. 
as I said, I had a really raised temperature. My ox oxygen saturations were very low. My heart was beating out of my chest and breathing was difficult and painful. And I was sat up in my bed. I had lots of pillars propping me up. Um, and I remember just getting this overwhelming feeling that that was it. That this was the point that, you know, I didn't get to stay in this life anymore with my family. And that now, you know, was the time that, that you know, my life was going to come to an end. And that is how I really felt sat there. Um, and I've always been one for, for writing, whether it's notes, poems, ideas, etc. So I've always had a pad and pen handy. So this particular day... I'm sat there and I get this overwhelming feeling so I, I reached over and picked up my pen and pen and I started to basically try and write goodbye letters to my husband and my boys and I just got a vision of them all in my mind and this strong love that I feel for each of them and it hurt more than my chest did at that particular point. It hurt so much. You know, I forgot that my heart was pounding. And, you know, I just thought, to be honest with you, that it could explode at that point. It was just awful. Um, and as I said, lonely and dark because there's nobody to share that moment with. Um, and tears just streamed down my face because, you know... I, I'm I'm facing what I feel is the end of my life. I'm sat with a pad and pen on my own. And I didn't even have the strength to put the pen to the paper or the brain capacity to find the words to say what I would want to anyway. And that only led to me feeling guilty in a sense of not even being able to say goodbyes. So I remember just slumping back, exhausted, heartbroken and scared and just allowing the tears to just fall down my face and I did kind of drift away, you know, that's the only way I can describe it um, and that's how it, how it felt. I mean now of course I am talking to you guys, telling you my story so thankfully, um, and I do feel really blessed because not everyone has survived um, COVID. And to those people and their families, I send all of my love. Um, but I am still here and I, I, did, I did wake up and my feeling wasn't, you know, the end, uh, you know, the pending doom, the end of, of my life. Um, but it was a very poignant moment for me. Um, and... As I said, that's something that I feel like I'm taking forward in my journey. I have had many dark days since uh, contracting COVID and subsequently long COVID. And it's, you know, that's just, just a fact. Um, however, you know, that day in particular just feels like a really significant life changer for me um, in both negative and positive ways. And I think um, 
you know, when you experience something like that, it it doesn't it it does change things. It changes things dramatically, but it doesn't mean that you can never have low days, down days, or dark days again. Um, which in one way is unfortunate, but you know, in the other is is a fact of of life. So, from a negative perspective of that that early part of COVID, um, you know, and the start of something that would impact my life and the lives of my family. Um, far more than I could ever have imagined. Um, you know, long COVID has taken so much of my me physically and emotionally, and it continues to cause daily impacting challenges. Um, you know, which I think you do have to take day by day. Um, and I do try to. And as I said before, we will have positive days we will have days that don't feel so so bright and you know that's why again I wanted to do these podcasts and hope that if somebody is having um one of those days then they can feel that and know that they're not alone in that journey and you know many people um are there to support them you know I'm, I'm happy to support anybody um with long covid so but anyway, now for the positive angle. So this experience um, or journey uh, is life-changing. And the positives for me personally are I have realigned my mindset. I have felt my own immortality. And what that means to me is we all know that part of life is death. But we don't really discuss it or explore what that means to us or... Um, you know, how understanding this more sort of shapes how we want to live and what experiences we want to have. So this year I decided I wanted to live my life by the mantra, face the fear and do it anyway. For anyone who knows me, um, I'll just say right now, nope, I will not be going anywhere near any sharks, shark cages or watching Jaws. Um... (laughs) Uh, just for anybody that doesn't know me, I have a really unreasonable fear of sharks um, and um, I don't want to face that fear, thank you. Um, or going on fast rides. So, you know, and that's, well, just because I don't like them. So, again, I won't be facing my, my fear on that. So, uh, what this kind of means more, um, really, to me, um, is you know is about it's not about doing these challenges I don't have the strength or the energy to climb Mount Everest or you know go with a challenge I maybe wanted to do prior to having long COVID you know this is is doing things I think more um personal fears so anyway um things that might have held me back previously at times in my life um because I, I, you know, I'd overanalyzed my fear and said no to anything outside of my comfort zone. Um, so, so this leads me to tell you what I recently did that was facing a huge fear of mine, uh, face on and doing it anyway. So I've had a huge battle since uh, just before I reached my teenage years, really, with body image. Uh, now I know. It's not unusual for people of that age, uh, not that it should be usual, but it has been a crippling body image that has stayed with me throughout 
my my lifetime really I have always um admired people that can feel really comfortable in their skin and really confident so over a few years opportunities on you know occasions have come up you know uh, people doing these body positive photo shoots um you know uh, white sheet photo shoots which you know in my mind I've I've always thought I'd love to do that that would be so empowering and you know um something I'd, I'd really like to do but then these little demons would pop up again and you know release the insecurities and so I'd just basically chicken out to be quite honest um anyway uh, I had an opportunity by pure coincidence that my son's partner won in a white uh, won a white sheet photo shoot in a raffle prize and he he gave it to me basically and I reflected on these last two years, what, you know, um, what's happened, um, how I felt and what could have happened. So I thought, you know what, what's the worst that could happen? So I thought, no, this is it. I'm going to face my fear and do it anyway. And there is the birth of my mantra. So... I booked it to try and give myself that kind of push that I'd have to go because it's booked, um, you know, and I, you know, I then, I then, I'm not going to lie, I then started giving myself a ton of excuses why I couldn't go through with it. Um, so, uh, that, so with that, I kind of thought, right, okay, I'll go buy what is needed for the photo shoot so that I can't back out. So I went and got the white sheet, the shirt, the underwear that was needed. And I thought, right, okay, let's take this one step at a time. And I decided that I'm not going to be able to do it because my long COVID symptoms might mean I can't do the photo shoot. It will tire me out too much. What if it's a bad day? Uh, so I should just cancel it anyway because I don't want to cause anybody any problems. Um, and then I th- realigned that mindset again and told myself, I will just deal with this one step at a time. You know, had the day arrived and I couldn't possibly have gone and I'd have had to deal with that then but I couldn't make it an excuse anymore so the day arrived and I did feel fatigued because I don't ever not feel fatigued um but I was determined and I just thought I've got to go and give this a go so I was really really nervous um but I got to the studio and I don't I'd let them know about my long covid because I knew that the day would be be tiring and I also knew my COVID brain may come out and, you know, we know what happens with words and what have you. Um, so basically my adrenaline was on overdrive at this particu- particular point. Um, you know, I'm kind of nervous, a little bit excited at this point, which I wasn't expecting. And I went into this lovely little room uh, with this makeup artist I had my hair done and my makeup done and I never have anybody other than my son do my hair for me um, and um, I certainly don't have anybody do my makeup for me so to be honest it was it was really quite quite nice um, then I had to get into my underwear and white shirt and that was 
you know another gulp moment um and I did it and I was taken to meet this lovely lady who was going to be the photographer and she just literally made me feel so welcome and comfortable and relaxed so you guessed it I did it um and I'm so glad that I did I felt empowered I felt feminine and for a brief moment I felt like just me and yes it meant for two days afterwards I struggled really really bad um you know that afternoon I couldn't I couldn't move but do you know what for the feeling that it gave me I'd do it again um I'm going to share a little clip um in the episode notes if you want to take a look it's just a couple of the pictures from the day um, and it's with Debbie Wilkinson Photography. And I'll just do a disclaimer at this point, as I always do. I've got no affiliation with the company, um, but I obviously would recommend for anybody that's, you know, feeling the way I did and do. Um, following what I should have actually said is, following having long COVID, um, you know, Looking in the mirror can be really difficult. I'm not sure if people out there feel the same, but I feel like I look tired all the time. I look a lot older than I previously did. I don't feel attractive a lot of the time. And I certainly, you know, um, don't feel the way I did that day. And so that's priceless. Now, as I said, this could seem really small to people when I've said about facing your fears and doing it anyway, but I put myself out there and that made me feel vulnerable. And that's that word again from the last, last podcast. I was, you know, unbelievably vulnerable, which is hugely scary for me. Um, and I'm not going to tell you all, it was, a mag- it was magic. Um, and that now I love the skin that I'm in and that, you know, I'm... I'm all you know confident and (laughs) what have you but you know what I am a step closer and I did something that was way out of my comfort zone and I survived long COVID and my darkest days has taught me to face the fear and do it anyway so I hope that's been something that gives people a little bit of an, an insight um and also gives people a little bit of hope and also makes you guys think of what you might want to do um facing the fear and doing it anyway okay so on the next episode i wanted to talk about a completely different topic um but one i keep hearing a bit about at the moment so um i know it's a million miles away from today's topic but it is constipation so I've heard so many people with long COVID talk about this being a real problem for them. And one of my previous roles as a nurse was as a bladder and bowel nurse practitioner. So although I always state this is not a medical podcast and it won't be a medical podcast, I know that my knowledge in this area could be really beneficial to a lot of people. So you know, I will state it will be based on lifestyle adaptations and recommendations, but not medication. Um, as I said, anything like that, I always say speak to your healthcare provider. And the reason for that is they're the people that have all your history and notes and know what um, would 
benefit you and wouldn't so it, it will be generic and it'll be based on things that everybody can use or do to reduce um, or even stop in some on, in some cases constipation so I hope you found this podcast helpful. Uh, if you would like to get in touch, as always, please contact me on Instagram, Julie Taylor 9545 I look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast. As always, please take care. Bye-bye.